I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. West, West, West Coast gamblers. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio is away on assignment today, a.k.a. taking care of his young son, Luca. But me and Drew are here as the only gambling podcast that makes you money, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. We are the West Coast Gamblers, ready to talk about the NFC in our traditional marry, fuck, kill way drew welcome back to the pod my friend tony we were just talking you know back in the saddle feels great and i know that i don't do this uh that much anymore because i was early actually this time i was waiting for you yes uh and in in a strange turn of events yes yeah (laughs) definitely i was late yeah but hey happy to be here happy to talk about the nfc and by the way your new digs are beautiful pal thanks man there's a slight echo. There's a slight echo. I got to fix the soundproofing a little bit, but we'll get there. It's early in the season. It's preseason. We're figuring things out. It's training camp. Okay. We're just, getting through. Just like Rodrigo. Just like Rodrigo. Speaking of Rodrigo, let's dive in right from the top. Drew, your team, oh. the Detroit Lions, are the are the the hopes and dreams of HBO right now. They are starring in Hard Knocks. Episode two came out this week, and I have to say, I'm writing pieces for the Gaming Society. You can uh, subscribe to the newsletter to see my pieces on covering the Hard Knocks team and the rest of the NFL. And my piece this week about episode two was titled "The Pride of Detroit" because that whole entire episode was about building a once prideful city that love their teams and that pride is slowly coming back Aaron Glenn the defensive coordinator talked about stepping over that line and getting to the next step because you have to have pride your teammates Dan Campbell in front of you saying uh, if you guys are out right now be cheering for you guys in the fourth quarter we're all in this together and that whole entire episode to me must have made you as a Detroit Lion fan so proud to be a part of that team and so proud to see these guys succeed. But I'll leave the floor to you, man. Episode two <laughs> and episode one. How are you feeling as a Lions fan? Tone, man, it, it, that that was well said, buddy. And it does. It just like you want to run through the freaking TV watching this. And it was referenced on the show. You know, Detroit, Michigan's a pretty split state as far as U of M, Michigan State. Yeah. People kind of have all their things. But the Detroit teams have been bad for a long time, uh, relatively speaking. Red Wings, Pistons, right? Yep. Tigers, terrible year. They are so starved for for not even a contender, but just a competitor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that team competes, and you can see it. And it was so ironic that they lost that preseason game in just yeah. such a horrible fashion <laughs> that they did because it was like, same old Lions? Eh? Well, according to this preseason game, not a great barometer right no. now for, for D.C. But, but I will say – I mean, a lot was made of that initial press conference of Dan Campbell, right? And yep. it's kind of this kind of like, what is this guy, a joke? But it's very clear now. 
obviously he hasn't translated in wins and losses yet. This guy is a serious head football coach. I am glad that he is my football coach, yeah. and I am I would be thrilled as a player to play for him. Yeah, and all the coaches. I mean, they they really push each other. Yeah, they really push each other on the field. Uh, you know, in the film sessions. And and by the way, can we get to like very different parenting tactics by Kelvin Shepard and Deuce? Uh, can we talk yeah. about that? I've never seen Kelvin Shepard speak so highly of a rookie in front of veterans that he's competing against. That was, I don't know about you. I was a little awkward on that tone. That was that seemed a little, uh, little heavy for me. The, uh, he literally said, like, I'm going to do my best to keep this guy from taking your jobs. And that's some veteran linebackers that are in that that are in that li- uh, linebacker room with Shepard. It's an interesting situation. And then we flip it around on Deuce. I mean, Swift, yeah, he makes a bad cut first preseason game, but chews him out, makes a makes a nice seven-year run, scores a touchdown, and the only thing he can say after the play was, stay disciplined, yeah. hit your cut. I mean, maybe just give a little pat on the back. So I like to find a balance between those two styles personally, but it, I, we are so excited as Lions fans, as yeah. a state, man. It, it, we are fired up, and uh, excitement is through the roof. I mean, uh, my my, we both, uh, Dangles included, a couple of our friends included, have some cheddar on yep. this Detroit Lions team this season. Absolutely. And I also am spending some fantasy capital on guys like DeAndre Swift. Amon Ross St. Brown is a keeper of mine in one of my leagues. And seeing those two clips where it's DeAndre Swift working out, but also the Amon Ross St. Brown clip with his father working out and how he remembers all 16 of those receivers taken before him in the draft and what school they went to. To me, I I got juiced, and I'm not even a fan of this team. I would love that that's my second-year wide receiver and my third-year running back. I'm ready for them. They're ready for this NFL season. Oh, by the way, and and I'm sure you knew this prior to that episode, but how about uh, the second-year receiver just being trained by former Mr. Universe his whole life? <laughs> yeah. uh, that might be a nice help, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I mean, I can't imagine the ADP in St. Brown tomorrow and all these fantasy drafts and go whoop, based uh, on that up. clip. But, uh, what, but, but what a stud. I mean, what a stud. And obviously the talk of camp has been how, you know, the Swift is drawing comparisons of a young Alvin Kamara yep. and then shark looks good. And then you throw St. Brown there. Who's Goff said he was literally his security blanket. And we're getting into the weeds. Where we'll talk about divisions in a sec. Exactly. But St. Brown is a stud. Love uh, him. And I mean, objectively, Great episodes of Hard Knocks, are they not? I mean, they're fantastic episodes. Uh, it's always good when you have characters, and the Lions are full of characters and full of fun young players. We haven't even gotten to Jared Goff, who was the star of the Rams' Hard Knocks when he was a rookie. Like, we haven't even gotten to T.J. Hawkinson, who's a right. character in himself. We got a touch of Fra- Frank Ragnow fishing off the side of a boat. There's so many people we can dive into, and I think they will. I'm loving every second of it. I'm loving this Lions team, but that's enough talking about hard knocks. The episodes will continue to come out. I'm sure David Blau, sadly, is not going to be long for the roster Mm. of that team, but that's okay. We'll cover that when it happens. Today, it's about the NFC Mary Fuck Kill. We're going through every division and telling you who we love, who we think is going to be feisty, and who we think has no shot, and that is coming up next dub c to the g west coast gambler shape of the sharp let's dive into the nfc east we have dallas returning mike mccarthy still has a job dak prescott lost amari cooper his safety blanket now it's all about cd lamb and Ezekiel elliott you got the philadelphia eagles with jalen hurts year two leading that team nick sirianni year two as the head coach a lot of question marks there but also a lot of promise with that roster and aj brown adding to it the washington football team commanders whatever they're called now now have carson wentz leading the way and a lot of question marks everywhere else and then finally the New York football giants under who we love as a head coach Brian Dayball but he's still working with a roster that he did not pick and a quarterback that he did not pick a lot of question marks there 
This division always is topsy-turvy. You never know who's going to win this division. But in my eyes, I think there's really a separation of the greats and the not-so-greats. But let's dive in. NFC East, Shay for the Sharp. Who are you marrying? I'm coming in hot, Tony. We're going to go mass genocide for this entire division. <laughs> Just we, This division is the new Chernobyl of the NFL. Nothing can grow here. Nothing can flourish here. It just, it's just where teams just go to ultimately wither up and die. <laughs> um, for the sake of the game, though, uh, I actually am going to do a double homicide and just start out with two kills first. No, I'm gonna not kill. even going to marry. Absolutely. We're just double kill it. No. No, it's just a double homicide for real, though. Like, I'm being serious. Uh, We're definitely going to do that to the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington, whatever the hell they are, uh, for this reason. For this reason. We've seen this story with the Dallas Cowboys. And of any fan base, I think, and we've talked about this in the pod, I have a lot of Cowboy friends in my life. Yes. Just just one of the worst fan bases ever. I'd rather, like, sit on a cactus driving a moped trying to turn left on Sunset and, you know, like, traffic (laughs) than ride in a car with a Cowboys fan talking about how this year they might win a playoff game. Like, who are we kidding? Jerry Jones outdated McCarthy. We can win it. We can win that. We can win it with McCarthy. We can't like, I just don't trust them. A lot of Under ten and a half. A lot of questionables. A, 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 well, I, they just really just, I just don't feel they are built to compete in the playoffs. I just don't. Um, yeah. Based on their shortcomings. And I mean, the fact that they're still talking about Zeke is like the bell cow in training camp is just hilarious to me. I mean, Pollard's obviously a better back. Um, so I'm killing them. And, Along with the Washington football team, can you imagine being a kid in the District of Columbia and wanting to go to a foot? Your, your team doesn't even have a mascot, and now your quarterback's Carson Wentz, That's who's awful. basically just, I mean, it's like, it's like a, talk about a faceless franchise. Like, who do you go to get excited about what the Washington football team? So, yeah. needless to say, um, I'm sure you have uh, very strong opinions on your friend, uh, your, well, I can't say friend, Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. yep. Definitely my buddy. And, so those guys, I, I just am going to double homicide right off the bat, Tony Square. Sorry, but they're both dead. Hey, I'll, I'll, uh, okay, let's talk about Dallas. I, in my opinion, uh, I'll ask you this. They have the best quarterback in the division, right? Yes. Far and away. Absolutely. So for that reason alone, yes. Dallas become. we'll do this out of order. That's fine. Dallas is my fuck because I think because of Dak Prescott, I trust the world in him. There's question marks everywhere. CeeDee Lamb is awesome, but he's not shown that he is that true number one wide receiver. Now it's all on his plate. They don't really have a tight end. They have a couple of guys who can do it and produce, but that's more because of Dak than it is because of the tight end. They lost Cedric Wilson, who was a big part of that team when it came to the slot receiver middle of the field, and then Amari Cooper was the safety blanket. The offensive line got worse. They lost tackles all over the place, so it's going to be a lot of question marks on this team. And then on defense, Trayvon Diggs clearly... Just made a lot of the opportunities thrown to him, but I don't think he's a shutdown corner by any means. I'm interested to see what happens. Micah Parsons is a god, but because of Dak, I am still fucking this team. And also because, as I talked about the AFC East last week, this is not a very pretty division at all. This is that one-road town no. where you have to choose somebody to marry. And I'm fucking Dallas just because they're there and Dak Prescott is there. I was like, well, I'd also like to sleep in the biblical sense with one team in this division. Since you already gave your, you know, kill and F, can I say my F yet, or are you going to go first? I haven't given my kill yet. Let me, let me, let me, let me wait on my kill. You've killed two teams. I've given my F. Let me jump in order here to give my marry, and that is the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. I love this team. I am fully aware of the of the redundancies in Jalen Hurts' passing game. But the fact that that whole entire team, offensive line, can do whatever they want. Running backs are solid enough to get your first downs. The weapons that Jalen Hurts have will always be open and always be aggressive. And that defense continues to build on the studs that they've drafted and brought in. A well-coached team all over the place, even though Sirianni has some question marks. There's so much profit 
on that roster. And Jalen Hurts, I truly believe that Jalen Hurts has an outside shot to have a Lamar Jackson type MVP like run this season because of everything. He is he might be the best athlete on the field no matter who steps on the field. I'm so in love with this Philadelphia Eagles team. That schedule is really interesting for the, for me this year. I think Philly's got a real chance to be an NFC top seed contender because they're just going to be able to run over teams over and over and over again. It's not going to be pretty. If they're down 20 points, they're not going to come back and win, but they will be punching you in the mouth every single game and I I think they're going to take this division relatively easily. That's my marry. So I don't know if you wanted to go there with your fuck or if you wanted to go straight to your marry, but Philly, far and away. I'm going to stay right there with Philly because they are going to be my F, uh, you know, in in the confines of marriage. They absolutely will be. I'm not as head over heels about them. Uh, as you are, so that's probably why I want to fuck him and not marry him. Yeah. Uh, No offense to your, 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 your newly found uh, marriage there tone, but you know, I love obviously who doesn't love what they did with 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 the trade for AJ Brown. I mean that really gives amazing. you know Hurts a, a, a legitimate number one. They've been looking for for a long time, and that defense is always going to show up and play. Now, you referenced Hurts to be kind of like Lamar Jackson. It's funny because I kind of view the Eagles as kind of a diet Ravens team in the regular yeah. season, where I do yeah. think they are regular season bullies, and they will they will absolutely run the ball down your throat if they're able to over and over again so you can't stop it. But I do think the shortcomings happens as we saw in the playoffs last year. Yep. Is this the year where Hurts can take the next step? Yep. Can he be can they even be competitive? Because everyone that watched that Eagles Bucks game, the Bucks could have named that score. Yep. They were not ready to they were not ready to compete in the playoffs. So that's kind of what I'm looking for in this team. I, I agree with you. I think I think if I had to pick a division winner it would be the Eagles. I do like them this year, but I'm very, very kind of skeptical of them. In the, if they make the playoffs, just as we've seen with the Ravens' shortcomings in, in recent years. So there's my F. So are you uh, uh, restraining from marriage, or are you going to marry the only team you haven't mentioned yet here? Hot take, Tony. I'm coming with hot takes. I'm marrying the New York Giants for this reason, and this reason alone. This is my flag in the sand for Brian Dable. And I love I love, I love, love that he has a, a quarterback that he does not have to pick up an option next year, unlike our boy Matt Rule for Carolina, who picked yeah. up Sam Darnold's op- option, and that's why they're in the position they are, right? Yeah. Mr. Dable, I believe, will lead this team out of the dungeon that they've been in. So, long-term, that's my only play. That's my only play. As for this year, I know long-term I believe in Dable almost as much as you do, but as for this season, the New York Giants might be my play for the worst record in the league. If Houston Texans didn't exist, I agree. the New York Giants would be my play for the worst record in the league. I think the Giants are going to be really, really bad this season. And it's going to be scary to watch. Daniel Jones is not an NFL quarterback, in my opinion. The backup Tyrod Taylor, not an NFL starter as well. No. I'm very terrified. That O-line is not good. The, the weapons are not good. Kenny Galladay is not a number one wide receiver. Saquon Barkley, I really enjoy. He's not going to be on that team for long, but they're going to use the fuck out of him, and I like him as a fantasy play. I just don't think it leads to many W's in this division or other ones. They have one of the easiest schedules on the uh, in the NFL projected win loss record, I still don't see it happening for Brian Dable and this crew, and it's not his fault. They had to cut a starting yeah. cornerback so they could have enough money to sign their rookies. They could not make any moves in free agency because of how fucked they were from Dave Gettleman and the previous regime. Yes. It's not Dable's fault. This team's going to suck. They're clear. Far and away, my kill. But a very interesting decision for you to marry. It's a long-term hey. investment. It's a long-term investment. It's just long-term. I'm just tying a lot to him. That's all, Tony. 
All right, that's enough talk about the worst division in football. Let's jump to another division that's seemingly decided. It's time to talk about the NFC South. That's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gambler. Drew, I don't know if you've heard, but Tom Brady is back in the NFL. He is leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for one more season before he moves to Miami and becomes part owner of that team. Tampa Bay is leading this NFC South once more. They also have the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston, a team that we thought was going to crater, a team that we thought was going to start the rebuild. Nay, nay. Michael Thomas came back apparently doing amazing things in training camp. They signed uh, Jarvis Landry. Chris Olave is going to be a part of that team. Alvin Kamara, not going to get suspended this year. Might get suspended next year, but this year we're all in under Dennis Allen. You have the Carolina Panthers trading for our boy, Baker Mayfield. Is it going to be Baker? (laughs) Is it going to be Sam Donald? I don't know. It's going to be Baker. And then finally, the Atlanta Falcons. Good on you, Marcus Mariota. You got a starting QB job for now, but Desmond Ritter in that Detroit Lions preseason game specifically, Desmond Ritter looked like he could play some football games this season, but Atlanta, I doubt they're going to be competitive. Marry, fuck, kill the NFC South. Drew, where you want to start here? Well, let's just let's just get this off the top. Of course, I'm going to marry the Tampa Bay Bucks. How could you not? I yeah. mean, you got TB12 still there. I, although, you know, it, it's interesting the privacy he's getting with just his excused absence here from camp. I mean, a long no one. one's really even in quite. Yeah, and no one's really inquired about it, though. So I, that's kind of a head scratcher to me. I'm just curious more than anything. You know, you just hope something personal is not going on that you know needs his attention. It's more of just a uh, a break. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need a break that because he's 45 freaking years old. But of course, um, Tampa Bay will be my Mary. I would fully expect them to be. No, no. Do we think there's any chance? Like, obviously, Tom Brady, they're the best roster on that in that division. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's a god, all that stuff. We believe in this team. Even without Bruce Arians, we believe that this team will succeed. Is there any chance that Brady truly is out on this team? He tried to retire. He tried to leave and try to force his way to Miami. It didn't work. They forced him back to play. Tom Brady has never been one, especially recently, to do something he doesn't want to do. Is there any way, shape, or form that Brady does not think he can win with this team that is losing offensive linemen left and right in free agency, retirement, and now injuries? It might not be as easy of a road as it was in the Super Bowl. Do we see anything here where Tom Brady, a couple weeks in, has a hamstring injury that nags him and and he just sort of sits out the rest of the season and we're now watching Blaine Gabbert run this offense? I'm a little bit hesitant. I don't even know if Blaine Gabbert's there. It might even be Kyle Trask, the the second-year player. I'm not sure... Is there any worry? Like, what's the worry level we should be that Tampa Bay might fall apart? They might be a paper tiger that comes crumbling down. I think you said it well when Tom Brady is not going to do anything he doesn't want to do at this stage of his career. And I think Tom Brady retired because he didn't want to play for Bruce Arians anymore. That's what I think. And I don't think this is a big secret by any stretch, but I think that's what was needed for him to come back. So I fully expect him to engage in the season after this little hiatus. Um but he's proven unpredictable, Tony. He really yeah. has, you know, in, in, in his time even with that whole Patriots saga. You know, no one knew what he was going to do, really, yeah. uh, until he obviously signed with the Bucks. But, no, to answer your question, I'm not worried about it. I don't think he would announce his retirement uh, whatsoever. In fact, my inside read on the situation is maybe he's taking that time to actually spend with his family because yeah. he referenced the family time when he retired. And then he's like, all right, I mean, who? it's Tom Brady. Does he need to play in the preseason? Absolutely fucking not, you know. So I, I, I do think he'll be locked in, lo- locked in and ready for – football and i expect him to be in the playoffs and would not surprise me one bit if he's raising lombardi trophy come february the first sunday of february because you know what he's the fucking goat yeah he is. it's gonna be interesting no godwin at the start obviously no antonio brown no robert gronkowski instead we're relying no russell gage who they signed they were relying on julio jones who was absolute toast absolute toast last season in tennessee and mike yep. evans who he was is, who has been uh, as consistent as anyone but again yep. 
we've seen what happens to Mike Evans where it's just Mike Evans. That team produces well. Team doesn't win. I'm interested. Not saying I'm not marrying him. Yeah. I'm marrying him, but I'm interested. My fuck, however, I'm going to go first here. I've taken a lot of slack on my TikTok, on Gaming Society's TikTok, on my hate for the New Orleans Saints. I believe the loss of Sean Payton there is still going to be a huge loss, and I don't believe in this offense, even with the people that they have. And Jameis Winston, I don't believe that the offense is going to be as successful as people think. Defense is a lot of fun, did lose some players, but I think this team's taking a step back. Drew, I'm marrying Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, sorry, fucking Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. I really. I was am. like, "What?" No, I'm. I am. I'm Whoa. going. I'm going to bed with Sexy Baker and his progressive commercials because this team, not so long ago, was three and zero based on a terrific, ferocious, young and feisty defense. And once they started getting injuries, especially in that defensive backfield, it started to fall apart. And Sam Darnold came back to earth. If Baker Mayfield can enter this season with something to effing prove, and this offense can, Christian McCaffrey stay healthy. The players on the outside can play. DJ Moore is one of my favorite wide receivers. The O-line is solid. And if that defense, that young, ferocious Jeremy Chin, all the cornerbacks that they have, I am so excited to watch this team play. And I really think they can surprise some people. In an NFC where those wild cards are up for grabs, it's not a, this is a top-heavy division, uh, top-heavy conference with not a lot of people in the middle grounds, I think Carolina can be feisty. I really think Carolina can be feisty. And I'm rooting for Baker to come back. By the way, Drew, I don't even know what the line is. I'm throwing at least $1,000 on Carolina week one against the Browns. They are going to trounce that team with Baker coming back into town. Who are you fucking? What do you feel about Carolina? Well, I guess I'll stay with Carolina, Tony, and different strokes for different folks because they are going to be my kill. They're going to be my kill. And I think the reason that they're going to be my kill is because this is Matt Rules, basically his make-it-or-break-it coaching year, right? Correct. And he's stuck with Donald, so he brings in Baker. And I just I just have been so underwhelmed by his by his coaching acumen these last couple of years. Yeah. Decision-making, in-game. Now, what's the X factor here? Of course it's Christian McCaffrey. Of course. Like, I mean, how can yeah. we not? Like, if C-Mac is the player that he can be, they're, they're, they're almost an immediate contender for the playoffs. Immediate. Yeah. Now, coming off an injury... Can he stay healthy? I mean, I've heard I've heard he's just absolutely just being like a god in, in, in camp. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, uh, you have kind of the 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 what my pick for worst team in the NFL this year will probably be the Falcons. So you got the Falcons as bottom feeders, and then you gotta play the GOAT twice, and you gotta play an up tight, good Saints team who's gonna be my fuck, Tony. I, I kinda wanna like I just think Jameis is fun. Yeah. And I think with a full year as kind of the settled starting quarterback, I'm very, very curious. I mean, I've always been high on Jameis on this yep. show. You, you guys know that. Yep. And I really think, I really think, and God, I don't even talk about Michael Thomas the last two years <laughs> because he's been such a joke. Don't, I, I've also been critical of him on this show. Don't play Mike. But I do think if the dude's healthy, Jameis is going to get him the ball. Yeah. Regardless of the situation with Kamara, which obviously is not looking good day by day. Um, I still think this defense with a defensive-minded coach like Dennis Allen is going to just really get after the quarterback. And I love to see the Saints over eight-and-a-half wins, Tony. I bet it. Over yeah. eight-and-a-half wins. They're eight-and-a-half. I believe Carolina's uh, floating around six, six-and-a-half. Drew, uh, we've done a couple of these in the past. Before I'm killing Atlanta, by the way. I'm not going to talk anymore about them. I don't care yeah. about Atlanta. I am excited. I do think Desmond Ritter starts some games this season. I'm excited to see him play in that offense. Doesn't matter, though. We're moving on. Drew, we've done this before on this show. A little side bet, a little beer yeah. bet. I'm willing to say yeah. uh, Carolina has, at worst, an even record with the New Orleans Saints by the end of the season. Yeah. 
Whatever you want. Make it a pitcher. <laughs> Let's go. We got a pitcher of beer on Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. I love it. Oh, Bring it on, pal. Football's back, baby. Football's back. We're moving on to our division. Our yeah. division, the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions and the Bears and the Vikings. That's coming up next. But first, a word from our friends at BetterHelp. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Drew, we are heading to a division that has been owned by one team for a while now. The back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, lost over 50% of his passing targets. His receivers are depleted. It's now Sammy Watkins and a bunch of young guys with Alan Lazard. Minnesota returns most of that team under Mike Zimmer. But, hey, a new head coach can do a lot of good things for a team. That defense was one of the worst in the final stretches of games that has lost Minnesota many close games the last few seasons. Could that change this year? We have the Chicago Bears. Oh boy, those Chicago Bears. We both like Justin Fields a lot, but that team is in trouble. And then finally, your Detroit Lions, which we both have mm. the overwind total on and very yes. excited about it. Shave of the Sharp, I think we can get this out of the way first. Let's just start at yeah. the back. We're killing the Bears. Done. Don't, let's not even talk about them. Let's move on to the good stuff. Do we worry, before we go, do we worry that this year, obviously going to be detrimental to Justin Fields' maturity as a player, do we worry that Chicago will start to fall out of love with Justin Fields for as bad as that whole entire team is? Certainly has a chance, and you can make an argument that's an inside job based on the receivers they're putting around him. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have one job is to try to help the guy out. And what do you do in the offseason? You do nothing. I really don't understand the plan there. I mean, how, how, how do you, you know, it's just like you, you saw it in the first preseason game with Trevor Lawrence. He looked like a different human being. Yes, correct. Uh, as opposed to last year with Urban Meyer. But Trevor Lawrence has weapons all around him. He's got bona fide playmakers. The Bears have none of it. So, like, if I was a Bears fan, I would just be so frustrated. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, woo is me and pity, pity. But, like, I really would. I'd just be on fire because I, I don't get it. I don't get it. In a 2023 draft where there will be a lot of enticing QB prospects, I am worried that the city of Chicago is going to fall out of love with Justin Fields too soon. It's going to be rough, but we're both taking them as the kill. Are we both taking your Detroit Lions as our fuck? Because I am full out thinking they are the feisty kitties, and I do believe. I do really, truly. This is not just me trying to blow smoke out of anybody's ass. I've been on Detroit since the middle of the offseason. I truly think they're a great bet as that final playoff team at plus 400. Detroit to make the playoffs. It might have changed since I looked at it last, but it was plus 400 when I took it, oh. and I really love it. It's probably even money now based on all the uh, public money it's getting <laughs> after hard knocks. I mean, it's like 98% of the Lions to make the playoffs but um dan campbell has the most bets to be coach of the year and i you you know you know i got skin (laughs) in that game way long ago um it's funny tony because you know i i talk with obviously a handful of of lions fans that actually like know a lot about this football team and what's what's lost a lot of people last year is they played with the most dead cap money in the history of the nfl uh sorry the history of the salary cap they played with 65 percent capacity uh, of their salary yep. cap, meaning 35% of their whole salary cap was dead money. Yep. No one talks about that. No one talks about that. Also, they also had Anthony Lynn's offense for the first 11 games when they weren't coincidentally 
0-10-1, okay? <laughs> now, that was with the 31st-ranked offensive efficiency in Anthony Lynn's offense with Jared Goff's QBR, yep. 36.7. This is the only stab I'm going to give you all night, so really just you know, soak Eat it, it in. Eat it up. Now, when Ben Johnson took over, they were the seventh-ranked offensive efficiency and Jared Goff having the second-best QBR the last six games in the NFL with a 107.9. Now, and is that, that was, sustainable that for was, a 17 That was also game? the emergence ben of Amon Ross St. Brown as well. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So now so now you, you're looking at the roster last year made up of, of a lot of just kind of no pun intended misfit toys. Khalif Raymond was their number one receiver. He's like – he might not make the team this year. Yep. Like he, he's like literally like number six. So by all accounts, Shark looks like – the shark that almost made a Pro Bowl yep. two years ago in Jacksonville. You have St. Brown. Let's not talk. Let's not forget about Hawkinson with Swift and a spell one miss. But we're missing a little point, Tony. The best unit on this offense is that offensive line. Yes. And if they can control the line of scrimmage, I'm telling you, like it's. It, I think the offense is going to be scary good now. If I flip it around, the defensive side of the ball has a ton of question marks. Yeah. A ton of question marks. And everyone loves Rodrigo. I mean, he's a six-round draft pick. Is this guy really going to step in, like Kelvin Shepard said, and be just the next Chris Spielman on day one? <laughs> I find it hard to believe. Jeff Okuda, right? Yeah. Right now, currently probably the worst third overall pick in the history of mankind, <laughs> has a chance to redeem himself this year. Is he healthy? Yeah. Can he, can he be a bona fide starting cornerback? Um, obviously, everyone knows about Hutch and that added depth on the defensive line, but can they create pressure? Because they didn't at all last year. Yeah. So, but but I, I'm with you, Tony. This isn't this isn't fanboy stuff. I think the Lions, and I think what you see in Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks every fucking night or day or whatever. You go into Detroit or you get them at home. It's going to be a tough game for you. Yeah. It's just going to be a tough game. It's not going to be comfortable. Uh, they know they're going to pin their ears back. They're second stringers. You know, the 53 guys in the roster really feel they're going to come after you. And I just can't wait. I can't wait to watch it, man. I, it's the most excited I've been for the Lions season in a long time. So, yes, I will F them I, hard, Tony. I'm right there with you, my guy. I am super excited for this team. And that schedule, one of the easiest in all of the league. And they're the only team in the NFL that will not enter a game at a rest disadvantage at any point. The schedule worked out in so many ways for this team. I am pumped to watch them play. But let's finish with where we're supposed to start. Let's finish. We have Minnesota and Green Bay left. Who are we saying the holy matrimony to? Who are we marrying? Myself? I am marrying the Minnesota Vikings. I truly believe wow. that this team, the at, almost at all points, they are built to succeed. The problem has been the past few years they have fallen well short of expectations. Do I think Kirk Cousins is the best QB in the division? No, not even close. But they have some of the best skill position players. They have solid ability everywhere, and Dalvin Cook is a monster. And I think this team can do just enough to get them to the promised land and actually come across as winning this division. I don't think they're going to win it with a 13-4 and record, but that tells a little bit of how I think this division is all coming back down to earth. I do think Minnesota is the best team. I'm scared for them to start off the season against Green Bay. I think Minnesota's feisty, and I think all they need it was that regime change. I'm excited to have that new coach in there. The, the the change of that Sean McVay offense coming to the Kirk Cousins land, getting people more involved on screen passes and stuff. They have weapons everywhere. And Justin Jefferson is flat out uncoverable. If that defense can just do something that just 
not give up the most amount of yards and points in the final two minutes of a, a of a game in the history of the NFL, which they did last year, then, hey, they might win some of these close games in the end. I really like Minnesota. It also says how much I don't like Green Bay's chances this year. That's my marry. As a Packers fan, am I insane? No, you're not insane, Tone. I actually went back and forth on this, and it's funny because I actually like the Vikings' win total over this year, but I will say a little hint here. I'm looking at their first two games. They obviously open at home against the Packers, and they have to go to Philly. Very well could be 0-2. Now, Jeff Keys yes. does live season totals, and I think that's a week two fire. I think you wait on that. Week two, they could be 0-2. You get a good number. I think you fire on that because I do believe in your overall projection of the Minnesota Vikings, but if we're playing this game and I have to marry 18, yeah. I mean, if I can get guaranteed to at least get to the playoffs every year, yeah. And win the division. I mean, it's a reigning two-time MVP. I know he's not been your favorite guy uh, the last year and a half for for numerous reasons, but he's a two-time reigning MVP. And I actually was reading before we jumped on, like he's already kind of trashing his receivers, saying they make too many too many mistakes. But guess what? He's kind of earned that right to do that. And I do think Aaron Rodgers uh, is at the point of his career. I mean, he's literally. I, I mean, I hate to say because I don't like the guy uh, as a, as a quarterback, but he's the best quarterback in the league for the last two years. So. Uh, I'll bet on him. I, I, I will continue to marry the Packers. And, you know, for, for now, Tony, it's, 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 it's theirs until someone takes it from him. Uh, are the Lions probably a year away? Probably. Can the Vikings do it? Maybe. But I want to see it first. So for the sake of the game, I'm going to marry your Packers. I'm going to marry you because you're handsome anyway. No, no worries that uh, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, an undrafted rookie, and Romeo Dobbs, who's wowing in training camp, are, will, will be his primary receivers. No worries that this defense is relying a lot of hopes on guys who are castaways. Devondre Campbell, a lot of castaways play yeah. on this defense and have big money contracts now. And no worries that the drive that Rodgers had the past two seasons, slighted by the Jordan Love draft pick, slighted by the contract Ugh. with no guarantees, now have been assaged. He has one of the richest contracts in all the land. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is a happy man. Is a happy man a good thing for Aaron Rodgers to be? Or is a driven man a good thing for him to be? And no worries about any of that. Well, you gave me a, hypotho- uh, a, hy- a hypothetical earlier, Tony, when you said, are we worried about Tom Brady, right? This is a better hypothetical for me. I w- to answer your question, I'm not worried about any of that. I don't think I think if Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy with the roster. He let that front office know, or he wouldn't play or do something. I I think he believes he has the tools to 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 win. I really yeah. do because I don't think he'd be there if he didn't think that. But I'd be curious if they get off to a rough start and they start sputtering quickly in the middle of the season. I think it'd be more likely for Rodgers to I don't know get turf toe for six weeks, uh, uh, you know, or or really just openly bash his team to the media. That that would be interesting. He's clearly not scared of saying anything at this no. point. Yeah. So I, I I would be really curious. I'd get my popcorn ready if the Packers start sputtering sputtering early, like middle of the season because he's a wild card for sure. But no man, I I mean you watch his play on the field. And it really is like it's something to something to watch. That he's he's in the prime of his career. Yeah. Uh, and you won't convince me otherwise. He just is. So I'm gonna make him. You know, he, it's his belt. Unfortunately, uh, doesn't translate to the playoffs, as you know. But someone's got to take it from him. So I'm marrying the Packers. The reason why it doesn't translate to the playoffs is because of the division we're about to talk about next. That is the NFC West and those San Francisco 49ers. But that's coming mm. up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gambler. The defending champions of the National Football League reside in the final division we are going to marry, fuck, 
kill. It's the NFC West and those Los Angeles Rams. Ram it, baby. The reason why this podcast was started seven years ago was because the Rams came back or were coming back to Los Angeles. And now they are champions. Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, your boy from Detroit, are all champions. In the rest of this division, however, is the San Francisco 49ers no longer quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo, but instead handing the reins full on to Trey Lance. Is he ready? Trey, is he ready? Lance should be his full name. You have the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, an amazing situation unfolded in the offseason with Kyler Murray, and he ended up signing a huge contract with Arizona with a lot of ramifications that that set off. Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. Cliff Kingsbury still calling those plays. Arizona, what happens there? And then Finally, the Russell-less Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith and Drew Locke fully punting on this season, but they still have a couple of people on that team that could make it feisty. Shave of the shark. Marry, fuck, kill. But first, what are we doing with the in-season hard knocks that HBO is going to have for the Arizona Cardinals? That is appointment television. Well, let's just start. We're going to go backwards. My kill, if you've listened to this program... You know that I'm not fond of uh, a Mr. Cliff Kingsbury and no. the Arizona Cardinals. Now, no. so let's just get this out of the way. I will kill the Arizona Cardinals. Killing them. And if HBO... Oh, I'm killing them right away. I'm, I'm killing them. And this is why. Because I just watched a trailer for in-season hard knocks of Cliff Kingsbury in a prison cubicle staring at a white screen doing nothing. Doing nothing. What is that supposed to mean? Is that supposed to entice me to watch... A prison cubicle? Is that your fucking office, Cliff? What are you doing, Andy Dufresne? Do you have a little tack hammer trying to, like, dig out of that shithole? Like, what are we doing, HBO? (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins stretching the week before? Yeah. Doing, like, Denise Austin Pilates? (laughs) What the fuck is going on with this? Their season is doomed. (laughs) I'm killing this team. Their season is doomed. Kyler Murray trying to call players. Are you kidding me? That he was a amazing. homework yeah. clause. And then his stats actually go down when called. It's just unbelievable. Like the call this of duty going bu- nowhere. The call of duty double experience it's unbelievable. weekend. It's, it's, <laughs> it's unreal. That is stats progressively get worse they're, on those weekends. They're they're, they're touting the health of James Conner and TJ or JJ Watt. I mean, that's nice, but pretty soon, you know, you can't. Like, you can't you gotta, kill the Arizona Cardinals like in the same division that yes, Seattle is, though. Like, Seattle's going to be obviously going to be far worse, but it's expectations. I get what you're saying. But, Tony, it's intentional, though. Like, don't you, you, you got to understand that. Seattle's yeah. like, I mean, people don't want to say it, but Seattle and Atlanta, to me, with their quarterbacks, I mean, how funny was that? Hard knocks. Mariota, Marcus <laughs> Mariota. Yeah, we're surprised, too. Hutch, Hutch's sisters, we can't believe it. That's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Holy fuck. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're the Falcons or the Seahawks? That's a punt on the season. Yeah. So that's why, like, like killing that would be like killing a three-legged dog that's like limping <laughs> on the train tracks. You can't do that. What are we doing here? Leave them alone. K- kill some more competent people like headset headset Kyler and uh, and prison cubicle Cliff. I mean, unbelievable choices by the HBO creative team there. Well, well, let me say uh, I am fucking the Arizona Cardinals and headset Kyler Murray and uh, lovely prison cubicle Cliff. And it is not, uh, I'm not proud of it because I truly don't believe that Trey Lance is going to be ready to start this season as an NFL quarterback. I just don't think, 
I, I, there's a lot of growing pains with that team, and I think there's a lot of question marks with that team. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, their starting running back last year, is going to miss all the training camp with a hamstring injury, so they're going to be handing it off to guys that you wouldn't draft on your fantasy team, like uh, Trey Sermon and all these other players. And obviously, uh, what's-his-face, Shanahan has shown that it doesn't matter who his running back is, it's going to be successful. But at some point, the levy's going to break, and Jimmy Garoppolo, for as bad as he was, is never going to win you a Super Bowl. He did a lot. He did a lot of good things. He's very much Jared Goffian in that he's going to keep you in games and do enough to win you games. Can Trey Lance get there? He's obviously the athlete. He's obviously uh, an NFL caliber player, but is he an NFL caliber quarterback today? Because they're going to start. They're going to need him to start winning games today. So to me, the sexier team is that team that always starts off hot and, and falters away late. It's that Arizona Cardinals team. I don't like it, but that's who I'm fucking. And I'm killing Seattle because, God damn it, I don't want to see Drew Locke play anymore. I do think Geno could be the starter there. I just don't want to see Drew Locke on the football field. It's not delivery. It's to Geno. Yeah. That's what Seattle needs yeah. this year. Uh, but so, good luck, Hawks. So who are you fucking um, then? Yeah, yeah. So this was probably my toughest division of this assignment. Honestly, I was going back and forth. I would, you know, hopefully for the pineapple in the front yard, if you know what I mean, with these two teams, because I, I like them both. I really do. Yeah. But uh, – I gotta, I gotta fuck the 49ers tone. I have to, I, I, I have to. And I, I was impressed internally. We don't know the details, but that Debo Samuel thing, you know, in, in today's, in today's NFL, today's professional leagues, that does, that doesn't get resolved like that often. Correct. When, when someone says, Nope, I'm out and I don't want to play and they're not going to sign me. Like that was concerning for me. Yeah. And the fact that they resolved that who really, I mean, Debo, we talked about it at, at, at length last year. I mean, he's really just, if he's not the most underrated weapon in the NFL, um, I'm not sure who is because he yeah. is just it's amazing what he can do with his legs yeah. uh, out of the backfield and I've not been high on Trey Lance to this point Tony but again just like I think Brady is 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 in season because he thinks he's got you know he's got what it takes to win and Rodgers is okay with the Packers roster I do think that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have put Trey Lance out there if he did not believe that Trey Lance could win him a Super Bowl because that's obviously his goal every year yeah. so I think I think I'm going to be that's going to be my number one quarterback um him and him and Trevor Lawrence really I cannot wait to watch those guys progress in year 2 because their rookie years were just basically I mean nothing obviously yeah. we can talk about Lawrence <laughs> in a different podcast but I mean Trey didn't really get a lot of experience lost me a horrible horrible game uh, when I bet him <laughs> when he started against uh those uh headset Kyler and 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 prison cubicle cliff in Arizona. So that didn't make me very happy, but yeah, I'm going to fuck the 49ers. Uh, great culture there that we're thrown around a lot. They have it there. Yeah. Um, and if they can stay healthy, I would make them, you know, behind the bills, probably super bowl, super bowl contenders right there with the bills. And we are marrying the Los Angeles Rams. You have to, right? Let's run it back one more time. I mean, you know, Obviously, they had a very strange offseason, too, with is McVay going to the booth. Is Aaron Donald going to retire? Right. All this nonsense. And guess what? Everyone's back. you got to run it back, right? Yeah, you, you have, have to, to defend. You have to defend. And, and, and it's interesting. You know, this isn't – It is, I, I think about Allen Robinson a lot and, and what he had to endure in that, that piss-poor Francis we referenced earlier in the Chicago Bears and the quarterbacks he had to play with. And now you get him as legitimate number two to, again, my number one receiver yeah. uh, in the NFL and, and – anyone's top three uh i really truly think that alan robinson could have a year where uh you almost forget how good he is yeah because he, he's been so he's been so stashed away in chicago in this terrible run organization with terrible quarterbacks in his tenure so 
I got I, I got to marry the Rams, Tony. Yeah. And um, again, hopefully, you know, a team in uh, Detroit has their first round draft pick. So maybe they just, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe everyone gets hurt and, you know, they just go two and 15. You know, we get a great pick, but I doubt that'll happen. I'm excited for the Rams this year. I think it's, you know, there there's nothing to say that they won't be in it at the end. They won't be in a uh, top-tier NFC playoff contender at the end, obviously, as long as they Are stay Are you healthy. concerned, though? Are you concerned about the whole, quote-unquote, Super Bowl hangover? I mean, this team does, especially in Los Angeles, when you're Super Bowl champion in Los Angeles, is that any different than – any other city, you know, do they, are they, are they, are they just basking in the glory of last year? That's going to be interesting because, yeah. you know, traditionally we have seen, and I, by the way, there's never been, I don't think in the history of Thursday night football, I mean, what an opening night. Oh, Bills, I know. Rams. Unbelievable. Oh, that's the thing. Uh, this happened with Tampa last year, a veteran laden team that did it. They won the Super Bowl, And then what did they do last year? They came out of the gates a little flat but they ended up by yep. the end grabbing a top seed and ended up making a run to the NFC Championship. I see the same thing out of Los Angeles. Hesitant to bet their win total because it's very high, but I do believe they're going to have this division pretty handedly. That opening game against Buffalo. Buffalo ended last season off of that stupid-ass coin toss. Los Angeles ended it with a win. Buffalo's going to yep. be hungrier, obviously. But as you get throughout the season, it's a smart team, a smart coach, a good organization. They'll get shit together. They're too talented not to. And as, as you said... Allen Robinson, I cannot wait to see him in this offense, not having seven people trying to cover him because he's the only threat there. Pump for this Los Angeles Rams team. Pump for that opening game and pump for the NFL season. But that is it. It is a late night for Shea for the Sharp as we're recording this. I'm pumped that you joined the show to talk about the NFC. Pumped to have you back on. We are the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. He's Shea for the Sharp, Drew Shea for Crookston. And as always, oh, I will say sorry, Mrs. Crookston, for swearing as much as we did during this show. Shea for the Sharp, one more word before we end it. Tony, uh, great to be back in the saddle with you, man. Uh, I'm going to try to check in with you boys as much as I can during the regular season, but good to see you. Love talking some uh, football as always. And let's go Lions. At least seven wins, baby. Back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> Thank you for listening. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G. West Coast game. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he caught it. Smith. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.